0: This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. We are back. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM. The voice of Harlem. So we just had a very spirited show, high energy show. We were talking about Trump's administration. Then we had a great guest come on and talk about uh, what war could mean, what this country could mean when it comes to war, military strategy, things of that nature. We we talked about Vietnam and we also moved forward and, and talked and talked about how Trump might, you know, put us in another war with some of his strategies but we are actually going to end this show on a good note as you guys know or maybe you don't because you're a first-time listener every month we spotlight an amazing millennial who is doing great things in their community and also aspires to change the world right so we have with us today Keisha Hall aka Big Keish. She told me to say that, guys, and I was (laughs) like. So we have Keisha Hope. She is a 26-year-old native of Newburgh, New York. Newberg. She launched a community outreach organization. It's called Something Happening Always, and it's dedicated to giving back to the community and uniting residents in a way that is innovative and fun, sort of like yourself, right? <laughs> you seem very innovative and fun. Thank Thank um you. on top of that, her organization has supported youth programs focusing on academics, athletics and self-development she has also coordinated several basketball tour- tournaments a 5k run she's conducted toy gri- toy drives sponsored athletes to attend pro athlete basketball camps and performed community service. Right on top of that, she has a YouTube YouTube channel. It's called Non Idol, and it highlights artistic entrepreneurs and millennials, and basically gives them a way to talk about their passion and how they're helping others. Right thank yourself. Oh, thank <laughs> yourself. you, Keisha. So, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you so
1: much for having
0: me. No, of course. You're doing great things. And, um, you know, I understand that you even travel across the country and you're going to be in L.A. soon. Yeah, so, you know. know, right. So I <laughs> want to actually start the conversation by talking about when and why you began something happening always.
1: So when I started, it was back in 2014. I was
0: coaching basketball
1: and I was coaching kids from underprivileged families and then kids from better off families and i just seen the disparities between the two and i'm just like they're just still kids you know i want to bring them back to the core value um and show them what's more important um that they could do whatever they want they didn't have any confidence in themselves um the number one piece of advice that i got was confidence is contagious so i pretty much just emulated that and show to the, show them through example that they could do it. Like they could do it, <laughs> just do it. You know?
0: Wow! Wow! No, that that is amazing. So, how did you come up with the name Something Happening <laughs> Always? So, um, I was working at a place called Top
1: Golf, and I had two. There was two older two uh, two older couples, and they liked my energy, and they were just like Keisha, what else do you do? You don't just serve. And I'm like, well, I play basketball, or I coach basketball. Um, I do this, I do that. So they broke down my name so they're like you're like an entrepreneur you're a go-getter you never stop so they're like Keisha Enterprise Incorporated that's for your uh your business and they said hmm for events because I, I wanted to do events I knew off the rip but I, I wanted to do it with a purpose so they took SHS as like something happening always and I was like I love that they were like we're gonna see it one day and I'm like you know what I'm gonna call it something happening always
0: <laughs> wow why do you think it's important for particularly young people who come from community, low income communities that might not be the best when it comes to education and crime. Why is it so important for them to always be involved in community programs, workshops or attending the events that you throw
1: to see that there's more than just like there's more than just Newberg. There's there's a whole world out there that you can explore one day that if you just have an idea and you go towards it to bring it to fruition there is more and they don't see that they don't and I want to show them that I saw it because I ever since I started working I knew I didn't want to I wanted to work for myself but I didn't know how because growing up nobody ever said oh Keisha what kind of business do you want to own they asked me like what do you want to do like nobody really asked that anymore but it's like I just always knew I it was it's innate like I I love thinking of ideas and bringing it to fruition so that's like i just started i just did it like honestly i just did it. i'm like you know what st- st- um, i'm done thinking about it writing stuff down just take this step and when you start taking steps doors will open they will open that's a guarantee
2: i try to take a step into stage 48 and doors open. <laughs> so i don't know were you wearing the, the right shoes i had all, some or the <laughs>
0: exactly that's why i
2: stopped you know there what? <laughs> hate, okay
0: It doesn't apparently that (laughs) model doesn't work for Stanley when he wants to get into clubs. Um, Okay, so what has been the biggest accomplishment that you achieve thus far with something happening always? I think the biggest accomplishment was just
1: seeing kids. So I did uh, my 5K. I did it when I was in Tampa. Um, I did a toy drive as well. Like that was the purpose of the 5K. And I wanted to bring the, the toys to children's homes. So I'm calling to children's homes. And they're like, we have we have um, an overabundance of toys. And I'm like, an overabundance of toys? Well, excuse me. So I'm like, okay, I need to think of a different way to get um, these toys out. So I'm like, you know what? Nobody ever thinks of the kids that are in the community. Like, yeah, they have a roof over their head. Yeah, they have a mom and dad. But nobody really thinks about them. So I... Loaded all the toys in my trunk, got three friends. We rode around the worst parts of Tampa, popped our trunks, gave out the toys. The kids were so happy. That was probably the best thing. Like, I'll never forget that. That made me feel so good. And even, like, the the moms and dads, they were even appreciative. They were like, thank you so much. They, they were so grateful. And then there was this one specific family, a mother of five. She was so young. She's like, 35, has five kids. She had nothing. So I went to her house. Um, I gave her the, her kids the toys first. And I look over in the corner and like, they had a small TV. And in my mind, I'm like, Keisha, you gotta get them a TV, like get them a TV. So I'm talking to my um, my boss of a black owned business. It's called Potential Sports. I was mentoring youth. And I was telling her about like Chris, my Christmas. She was like, so what'd you do? I'm like, I gave out toys. Like, <laughs> um, So I told her about the TV situation. She was like, Keisha, I can give you a TV. She gave me a 40 inch TV. So the next day I brought it to the family. They were so happy. The
0: eight-year-old was like, I haven't watched TV in years. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but wow. yeah,
1: that was the
0: best moment. Wow. That's you know, that's really, really amazing. Um, and, it's, it's, it's powerful because like what you were saying is people in Newburgh, especially those from disenfranchised communities, you know, when you grow up in that type of survi- uh, surrounding and environment, you don't know that there's a world out there. And what mm-hmm. happens, um, what, what you've been doing is the exact opposite. You said that somehow, some way you've always had like these uh, ambitions and you always knew that you wanted more and then you've been traveling. Mm-hmm. So you've seen everything else and then you come back and give to those people who mm-hmm. don't and you're a living and walking testament of that so that's powerful thank you you. um i want to i want to talk about non-idol your youtube channel vlog it started off as a vlog or blog it's a vlog okay it's a a vlog okay
1: i always wanted to interview entrepreneurs because like i said um i always wanted to work for myself but i didn't know where to start so i'm like okay let me interview people like let me interview people who've done it before like get inside their minds so i kind of wanted to be the catalyst for that and then go straight to people It asked them, like, why do you do what you do? Like, what made you think this? Like, how did this form in your mind? So just, you know, build off that and see see it from another perspective. Because once you see different things, it just starts building from there.
0: (laughs) Right, right. And I've seen some of your interviews that you've been doing. Like, how do you select who is, should be a part of non-idol? I select people who um, do it for a purpose, um,
1: have a meaningful um, background, for why they do what they do and are humble they're humble and they and they're always out there like non-idol they're non-idol and they're always doing something for other people why is humility important for you because i always i just believe in god could take away anything at any given moment so remain humble remain humble and you're, you're like nobody's better than anybody
0: Right, right, right. No, yes, probably, I'm just like, yes, yes, I'm just listening. I'm just listening to you speak. So um, I also wanted to ask you, why do you also feel like it's important to spotlight um, what you call artistic entrepreneurs and millennials on non-idol?
1: Because, okay, so I was talking to um, the Black History Month Club at NFA, the high school in my um, community, and I was talking to them about entrepreneurship. So I'm like, okay, do you know what an entrepreneur it is? And they were like, no. I was like, somebody who owns a business. So picture in your mind what an entrepreneur is. And I say, what do you see? And they said a white man in a suit. So I'm like, no. Hold on, no. they said that together? Yes. Collectively? <laughs> Some were like, you. <laughs> and then most of them were like, a white man in a suit? Like somebody on Wall Street? And I'm like, no. So I pulled up three examples of three young black entrepreneurs and i'm like see if they could do it like you could do it too It it's not it doesn't have to be traditional like yeah we own a business they're thinking a store or some traditional company no artistic like whatever comes to your mind and bring it like and bringing it to fruition
0: Right, right, but it all and make ex- money off of it. <laughs> but it starts with a vision, right? Absolutely. And you're helping them envision themselves in that place, right? I'm envisioning yeah. my
2: rent being paid. So uh, what, what's Silly?
0: Up? Can you help um, him out with that? <laughs> I got you. We'll talk after. You okay. see, this
2: is you see, <laughs> you speaking into existence.
1: Yes, yeah, exactly. No, seriously, mm-hmm. you really do. I really, I'm a big believer in that. Like putting it out into the universe. Because mm-hmm. honestly i've done that and it's happening exactly. like for instance i said oh i want to speak to a class and it happened like it like the door just opened Literally. i wasn't thinking about it it just opened and i'm like and i also said this year i want to i want to get interviewed
0: i'm so used to interviewing people i'm like i want to get interviewed bam a spot opened up yeah and that <laughs> was and i mind you i contacted keisha about six days ago i was like can you come in next week <laughs> (laughs) And she was like, yeah. Because she
2: spoke it into existence. Why don't you speak my student loans being gone into (laughs) existence, Lena?
0: Why don't you do that, Stanley? Keep hustling. Dear Sally
2: Mae, I don't want (laughs) to pay you no more.
0: I don't know if it works like that, but we get the concept, Uh, right? Pretty much. much. Say it with conviction.
2: All right. Say it with your chest. (laughs) Dear Sally Mae, I don't want to pay you no more. (laughs)
1: Now, if that works, might, somebody might call you up and say, you know what? She's going to like, stop <laughs>
2: playing games when we come to your house. All exactly. Right, I'm playing Sali-Mae, a.k.a. Navi, if you're nasty.
0: Oh, my God. So, <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, Keisha, so you're from Newburgh, right? And Newburgh, why do you think it has such a bad reputation for crime and poverty and gang activity? Why?
1: Because Newburgh is smaller. Like, it's smaller than the city, so it's kind of condensed. and. St- Newburgh just has a stigma and it's more so like people outside that are not from Newburgh and they're like oh I don't want to go to Newburgh, I don't want to get shot I don't want to get stabbed I'm like you know what New- Newburgh is beautiful it is um there's a lot of hidden gems um so like you if, if, thank you so what if mean? you look outside of that <laughs> like for instance I lived in Florida for the past two years I moved back in April and I came back and I'm like wow like the- Newburgh, like it's really up and coming gentrification but uh, (laughs) um but there's still opportunity for the young people like if we take action now so that's why I'm like like really serious about this right now and I'm trying to reach as many youth as I can
0: um in your bio you said that um your struggle fueled your drive and ambition to never settle or become competent what are some of the struggles that you faced in your life Hmm. That motivated you, too.
1: Honestly, I was hungry. Like, I was literally hungry. I went, like, two days without food. Nobody, uh, I'm about to put this out into the world. Nobody really ever knew this but, like, one person. But I ate at a soup kitchen. Like, I'm in college. I'm, I was starving. Like, literally starving. I went to the soup kitchen. Like I, And that goes back to being humble. Like, I, I wasn't too good to go to the soup kitchen because I was hungry. And just seeing the people there, it's like, you know what? That's not going to be me. That's not going to be me. Um, Just walking the streets, seeing, like, just coming back, like, my background, who my mother was. I'm like, that's not going to be me. That's not going to be me. And I spoke it to existence, and it's not me.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Wow, that is powerful, Keisha. I mean... That in itself just shows like, you know, just the power of determination and your resilience. Um, Is there anything else that you would say that really pushed or motivated you to look these controversies in the face and declare and decree that that's not going to happen to you?
2: The first time you ate spam, (laughs) because that would change your life. Oh my God! Is that
0: how you got here, Stanley? When you ate some spam? Is <laughs> Listen, that how?
2: I, I grew up on spam and rice. Don't judge, all right? I'm
1: not judging. I'm. I, I ate rice. Running. I ate rice and ketchup. Rice and it was rice and ketchup, you and you eat it real slow, and mm-hmm. it's just like a whole feast. <laughs>
0: wow! I, I gotta try that. <laughs> I gotta try. No no, no, no. The way she made it sound, she said a feast. <laughs> just like, eat it real slow. <laughs> she said eat it you slow. You get some rice and <laughs> buy that, a dollar corned
2: beef, and like you like you cook it all up into a big pot, and that's food for the week. The struggle, struggle the struggle, struggle. the
0: struggle, the struggle. <laughs> but how did you find a way to like sort of turn that struggle around?
1: Knocking on doors. Um, I never I don't like waiting for people. Like I'm very impatient and I hate I always hated the word no. My mom would say to me all the time, <laughs> I hate the word no, I hate it. So I'm like, OK, well, if you say no, I'm gonna go knock on this person's door. Like I'll literally go to your doorstep. Like, don't don't ignore me. Don't ignore me because you'll see me. Trust me.
0: Definitely, because <laughs> your follow-up game is strong. That's why oh, Keisha dang. is here. Big, big, F- no. <laughs> FYI, you have to have that follow-through. So, you know, Keisha, you, we see that you're doing a lot um, across the country. You know, wh- what is it that you plan to do in L.A., matter of fact? So I want to expand on idol. Like, that's what I want to
1: do. Um, I've been doing so much past 2016. I'm like, you know what, focus on one thing, Keisha. Like, I started a clothing line called Prayer and Hustle um based off my lifestyle uh, i started non-idol uh i was doing stuff with uh my not-for-profit so i'm like you know what slow down like what is it you have to be great at one thing so i want to expand non-idol um meet people i want to network network i want to leave la knowing 2,000 more people if not more wow
0: and like how are you funding all of this
1: I'm hustling. Wow. Hustling. Like, I'm going to work. After. Actually, we're going to do some stuff with Non-Idol. Me and my partner Jasmine. Shout out to Jasmine. I met her at a networking event. She's a great woman. Oh. Uh- <laughs> We're going to do stuff with non-idol, and then I'm going to work.
0: Nice. Well, make it work for you. We see that you're doing a lot, especially when it comes to community outreach, your, or- your multiple organizations, how you're spotlighting other inspirational millennials. You know, we definitely need those voices out there and to get, create a positive image for the youth. And then you're directly giving back, whether that's for toy drives and TVs. Um, so besides all of this, you're doing a lot. What is it that you dream to do in, let's say, five to ten years?
1: Having um, interviewing Oprah, <laughs> like interviewing Oprah, just the most influential people like in the world, in the world, somebody from America, somebody from South America, somebody from Africa and going international.
0: Definitely. Wow, Keisha. And when it comes to your organizations and giving back, are you do you also plan to expand that as well?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll never stop. I love kids. Absolutely. Um One of my goals is to uh, develop a spot excuse me a scholarship fund I want to pay for somebody a student athlete to go to school to go to college somebody who didn't think who only thinks oh I can only get I can only succeed from ball no you can succeed because you're you
0: wow (laughs) Oh, oh that's a little that needs to be a model you need to put that on a shirt you can only say that again you I can, just made that up
1: by the way Like I, You
0: can only succeed because you're say, you You
1: can succeed because, because you're,
0: you're you. you I like that, I really like that Thank you so <laughs> Thank much you. Keisha for joining us here on Let Your Voice Be Heard Thank The you so Dreamer much, and Doer man. series No, we appreciated hearing you here okay. um, Definitely you. let people know how they can reach out How they can support you
1: um, You can find Non-Idol on YouTube N-O-N-I-D-L-E You can email me K-E-I-S-H-A-A dot H-A-L-L At gmail <laughs> um, Facebook, Keish. K-E-I-S-H, space A, space hall. Definitely.
0: So that's how you can find Big Keisha, guys. And if you don't learn anything else, I think that we can learn that, you know, find something in you like Keisha did. And once you find that, or even if you don't find that yet, right, maybe you didn't find your purpose or your calling yet, but there's always somebody else that could use some help. And I think that what really distinguishes you from the other dreamers and doers that we have here on the community on, on this uh, show is humility, right? You really mm-hmm. talked about how being humble, and I think that sometimes even if we're doing good community work, right, and, and we're sacrificing and we're doing giving back to other people, sometimes we get become so caught up in our own ego and who we are, and when you do that, you miss other opportunities, right? So I think that definitely being humble and remembering that you're here now, but you don't have to be. That definitely keeps you in a space, in an open mindset where you can continue to give back from an authentic place Absolutely. in your heart. So thank you again, Keisha, guys. We are wrapping You're up welcome. the show thank here you. and let your voice be heard. But don't worry. We'll be back next Sunday right here. WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. Check us out online as well. i one the corner no safety help. fun like Josh Norman. I ain't normal. WHCR FM, New York. That's fun. Special golf talk here. All my. fun the mud in there. All my millionaires. We gonna take it there. I swear.